Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Drew. I'm Chris. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It is bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. And every time I read that, I recognize we've... I don't know if we've ever gone under 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we should just say... It's the best hour. Solid, <laughs> slightly under an hour. But it's much cooler to say 30 to 45 minutes. It makes us feel legitimate. You can you leave know? it anytime you want, yeah. but we're happy if you stay the whole time. We'll, we'll, we'll wrangle it down to an hour. <laughs> this, this episode. No. But there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on. We've been off for a couple weeks. A couple weeks. There's always a lot of stuff that happens over a few weeks in oh, the yeah. world of college sports. Tons. Oh, I mean, we've had a lot of bowl games, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of craziness going on in both the <laughs> the NFL and college football (laughs) this past dude. I watched a video (laughs) uh, just kick things off. I watched a video that was like, you know, it's new. It it was like an NFL network video or something. It's like, it's new year. The NFL is going to get everything under control and all this stuff. And then it was like literally the first, the first Sunday of literally January 2nd, 2022. And it's like Odell Beckham jr. Punching that guy in the butt. (laughs) And then like, like Uh, Antonio Antonio Brown, Brown, like (laughs) jumping up and down with his shirt off. Like all these crazy things happen. Way to jinx it, NFL. <laughs> First Sunday, the Cowboys like getting the 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 fake punt against the Cowboys, where the receiver catches the ball against the guy's head, <laughs> falls down. It's like, yeah, this is the craziest start to a year I've yeah. ever seen. But I mean, it's always hard. We all work at a church, so it's always difficult to to get things done on like the week of Christmas and mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. So yeah. that was a that was a hectic week, but a great week. It was awesome, super super fun. For sure, Christmas and New Year's are always an enjoyable time of the year for for me. Not for everybody all the time, but we hope that you enjoyed your time with with family or a time at least away from work. Hey Zane, yes. Uh, what was your uh, favorite gift that you got Whoa. for Christmas? Oh man, Whoa. I okay. This is actually not Nebraska sports related, but my mom. Shout out, shout out, Mama, Mama C. She's probably not listening. But that's okay. <laughs> My dad will give her the shout out. Dad, shout out, shouts out, <laughs> shouts out to you for giving mom the shout out. Mom got me a, um, and dad technically, I guess, gave me a. <laughs> I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. I love Lo- Lord of the Rings. Everything I've watched, all of the movies. I went to all of the premieres of The Hobbit. And there's a guy that I've been following on um, social media. I think his name's Lord of Maps. He makes le- legitimate real world maps of oh, like yeah. states and countries and oh, like wow. national parks but in the style, the style of lord of the rings of lord yeah of the rings so yeah. it's like has the rivers and like it's the elvish font and it has like the super cool like the super cool colors the black and red and the forests yeah. are all it's beautiful it's fantastic That's really cool. so i got one of those of of the state of nebraska has Dude. all the little cities and all the parks and like chimney what a Rock. thoughtful gift yeah. mama c it's, way to go it's super cool and, I love and it. really cool and, and Phil. And Phil. <laughs> and, and Phil. Yeah. And that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, that, 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 that was that's what, great. That yeah. was one of my favorites. My wife also got me a, uh, so the NBA has the city edition jerseys. Oh, for all yeah. The, teams. yeah. the cool. Dallas Mavericks. I'm a huge Dallas Mavericks fan as well. So the, the city edition for the Mavericks is like cream with green oh, striping. And, and it's, I got a Luka Doncic city edition jersey. Heck so yeah. it's pretty cool. It was one of my favorites as well. Chris, Chris, what about you over there? Huh? Ooh, so, uh. I'm the youngest one in this group, yet I probably have the oldest soul, mm. and you will know that by the gift that I choose. So he got <laughs> he got a pipe and tobacco. He got a, a steam engine <laughs> no, kit. I got a back foam roller. Wow! That I, I'm okay. You're just is, old, man. So 
I don't go to the chiropractor and I probably should. Nah, and chiropractors are fake doctors, but <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> oh, I will fight you on that one. Um, I, I'm a, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll just be transparent with you guys. I am addicted oh. to cracking my back. I, think I love say, cracking. I'm addicted to crack. <laughs> just cuts it in my back. <laughs> and the episode's over. But I love just like cracking my back and it, it just feels so good. And my back just gets really tense. And so that foam roller, get on it every day. Yeah. yeah. And just loosens me up. It feels great. So I'm just yeah. thankful that I got I've that. got a back stretcher and it's it's one of my best my stuff. best friends. So I, I do have a little curveball question for you, Drew. First oh, I yeah. do want to know what your favorite gift you got, but did you have stuffing? Because you're okay. a huge yeah. stuffing advocate. Yeah, did yeah. you have stuffing for Christmas too? Okay. So start off with favorite gift. I got man, my wife killed it on gifts this year. Um and this ever pretty much everybody else. Like I had kind of like a running list of things I wanted. I'm pretty sure I got everything off of it. I got a new husker hoodie. That's sweet. Oh yeah. I got a Kindle. I, I read a lot of nights, so I was really pumped to get the Kindle. That's I got awesome. a, I got a new Fitbit watch. Um, and, but I I think my favorite one, probably probably just because the sheer amount of use I'm going to get out of it is the Kindle, just because I really like to read. So I also got yeah. some money, and I just ordered a new uh, Callaway Maverick three wood for my golf set, for my golf club Whoa. set. So pretty pretty pumped about that. Um, found a good good use deal on threeballs.com. A little little bit of free promo for them, but uh, yeah. So it was it was a good Christmas. So no, no free shout outs, Drew. Come on. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't know where I got it. it you just know what? This one I'm gonna do just for the fans. Yeah. Let's see who uses our email. There you go. If you want to go golfing with the Big Red Rundown crew, <laughs> when shoot it's warmer. us an email, and maybe we'll set up a tea time. Yeah, this maybe. spring. Let's get together. Oh, dude, I would actually that would Can love that. be okay. super fun. We should do we should do that. Any fan, <laughs> any anyone, any listener that emails us, maybe like during the spring game, yeah, yeah. you can set up a tea time oh, and then watch dude. the spring game together as the big red rundown. Oh, love that it. would be awesome. Hey, <laughs> if you're listening, all you gotta do is send us an email. Send us an email. First person to send us an email, we'll pay your tea time. There you go. Boom. Uh, and then, so go back to your stuffing question. Ooh, I absolutely did have stuffing. stuffing. Yes, did? I did. Yeah, we uh, we were up in South Dakota for some for Christmas. I was not expecting it, so I, I like didn't yeah. know what to expect for the family meal. But we sat down, had the whole like ham, mashed potato things, and there were actually two different kinds of stuffing because. Uh, some of the family are vegan, and so they made vegan stuffing, which, by the way, was super good because oh. it had like a bunch of mushrooms and stuff in it. Nice. Super good. But uh, so I had two different kinds of stuffing. I'm so. the opposite of vegan right now. I only eat meat for the month of January. <laughs> How's that going? Which sounds like a joke, but it's true. And I, I feel great. Honestly, I woke up this morning and I was like, boom, ready to go. I felt alive. I felt you could make stuffing out of meat. Oh, yeah. Just meat. <laughs> just, just, just meat <laughs> stuffing. I actually spent my dad actually. Well, another gift probably. I paid for it, but he he smoked it for me. He smoked an eight pound pork shoulder, oh, yeah. and so Ooh. I just spent an hour yesterday just pulling it apart and <laughs> eating little bits of it here and there. But it was great. It was a great Christmas season for for the guys. James also, I, we'll, we'll allow James to give updates whenever he comes yeah. in. I think that's that's awesome. his story to tell. Yes, incredible news for from the Teichman family. If you don't know, um, James will give us an update as to why he is not here this this morning. We miss him dearly. We have to say that he pays us to say that, so <laughs> we have to say it. But uh, it's been great. I think looking towards this year, I'm super. I'm just super excited to continue this. At, at first, whenever we started the podcast, I was a little like, "Well, what are we going to talk about in the off season?" You know, like when football season's not going on and yeah. baseball's kind of ramping up and stuff like that. Are people going to want to pay attention? But honestly, I think more than anything, this is a cool outlet for for us guys to just talk about things that we're interested in, and people like 
listening to it, that's great. We love that you guys are listening to it, but I'm excited for this year to continue to grow and hopefully we'll get a, a, a couple sponsors, sponsorships and things like that will, will flow in. Well, and thanks to a thing called the transfer portal. Transfer portal. There's yeah. uh, there's news going on all the all, time. There's always stuff to talk yeah, about. So sure. this year's going to be great. Kicking off the year, I don't know if it could have been any better with all this crazy transfer portal stuff that has been going on. So specifically, the quarterback stuff has been nuts. All over the place. All over All the over. place. And not just not just with the University of Nebraska, which we care deeply about. She's she's so beautiful to us. But it's just been incredible how many things have been going on with quarterbacks in the transfer portal recently. I think it started probably it's all my fault, first and foremost, that Spencer Rattler didn't come to Nebraska. I, <laughs> he he called me. He's like, Zane, you let the cat out of the bag. I can't do it now. So, so now I'm going to South <laughs> South Carolina. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Spencer. Please, d- please don't come to Nebraska. Uh, but he went to South Carolina, which kind of surprised a lot of people. I think once you see the connection between him and Shane Beamer, who was his coach for a long time at, at um, Oklahoma, makes sense. But – I think that, and then all the quarterbacks switching up. Adrian going to Kansas State. This past weekend, I think, was probably the craziest that I saw because Dylan Gabriel, transferring from UCF, Central Florida, had pretty much committed entirely to going to UCLA. Yeah, it was like, it was a for sure thing. Like, he was going to start classes the next day, but on Sunday, I think it was Sunday, Caleb Williams, quarterback from Oklahoma, says that he's going to enter the transfer portal, which is in and of itself crazy, crazy. Because, because he's saying literally in the, in the thing, like it, he's becoming a, uh, he's becoming a free agent. Where's my money at? Yeah. He's becoming a free agent practically in college football, which is another thing that we could talk about at some point. But he said, staying at Oklahoma is definitely an option, but to abide by the rules in the NCAA, I have to enter the transfer portal in order to talk to other schools, talk to other schools. and get You're going to see, you're seeing a lot of that happening. Exactly. And it's, then people end up staying with their school. Yeah. Which, yeah. So do you think Dylan that, Gabriel, like just like saw that just jumped on it? And then now that puts Caleb Williams kind of in a like tougher spot because now I it's think like, so. well, I think, well, now I like kind of need to leave. Well, like, you know what I mean? So Oklahoma's, situation is probably even crazier than Nebraska's because new coach, new everything, yeah. new all this stuff. They're one of their best quarterbacks leaves to go to another school and then they don't they have another quarterback on their staff on their their team that also left. So they're left with like one scholarship guy that's good and then a, a couple of like backups. Well they lost that commitment incredible. that they had they lost, they, the number yeah. one quarterback commitment or yeah, whatever went over to that yeah. commit to USC. So they're probably thinking, I got we gotta find somebody that can come in for sure. And so they're in a lot in the same situation as Nebraska in a lot of situations. So then they bring on Jeff Lebby, who was uh, Dylan Gabriel's coach at UCF for a couple of years, who was yeah. then at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He comes in, and I'm sure he's probably thinking, "We need a quarterback." Yeah, you know, we could count on Caleb, but then after that, we don't we don't have yeah. anybody. So then they start talking to the quarterbacks, and then I'm sure Caleb's like, "Well, I don't even know if I want to stay." And so I'm sure they were communicating with Dylan Gabriel throughout the whole time, and it was probably a, "Hey, coach, if." If Caleb Williams enters the transfer portal, I will leave immediately and I will come play for Oklahoma. Yeah, at least that's how it ha- has to play out in my mind because the the hour that Caleb Williams entered yeah, the transfer like, portal, boom. Dylan Gabriel posted that thing and said, yeah. "I'm coming to OU," and literally didn't go to class the next day to go to another school. Yeah, it's there's just uh, there's going to be some ripple effects from the, this whole thing. I'm thinking like, okay. I can't decide how this is going to affect the coaching carousel because, like, how it's playing out right now, like, you need to be prepared when you fire your coach to, like, have to rebuild your whole roster. Oh, that oh, already yeah. has happened a little bit in the past, but 
like you're seeing that at OU unless yeah. you can, and they made a great coaching hire mm-hmm. with, with Venables coming in. Right. Yeah, like that's yeah. a great, well-known co- like, and they're still seeing all this, this max uh, mass exodus. So yeah. I, I almost think this might probably benefits coaches a little bit to, you know, for programs being willing to hold on to them a little bit longer. Just if they really like, as an example, Nebraska, if they yeah, think they're close, close yeah. and if they genuinely <laughs> think they're close, rather than starting over, you knowing you're going to have to completely rebuild your roster because of transfers, yeah, yeah. unless you just have this killer hire in mind, and even then you're still going to lose some. Like yeah. I, d- I just think it's, I think it's really interesting. With that, before Super we kind of break, get into players from that um, yeah. transfer portal, yeah, I was thinking about this. Do you really feel like this? I, I, I don't want to just say this because it's a cop-out, but do no, you kind no. of feel like this is almost like a year one restart for Scott Frost? I, I have, like, the feeling, like, in my head, it feels like that. Do you know you what know? I mean? Like, even, like, like uh, as we start talking about these quarterbacks, his quarterback room is going to look completely Compl- different. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Different kinds of quarterbacks and just, just, uh, just the ver- you know, I don't know. It's going to be look different kind of leadership in there with different coaching in there, different offensive coach, like even just from the coaching standpoint and just what he's doing on the roster and the changes happening. And even just like how he's being talked about, we've got the new facilities opening up in, e- yeah. in a year or two. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like this is almost new. Somehow c- kudos to him oh, with a new AD. Like he just, even with this horrible, horrible, horrible start to his career at Nebraska, yeah. he somehow put himself in a position where it's like he almost just gets a restart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's not on the hot seat. Like, you know, he could win three games next year and probably gets fired. You know yeah. what I mean? But oh, yeah. um, I, it's just kind of an interesting – it's weird. Yeah, it's just it's, really it, weird. It feels like for sure that we're ha- we're entering into a new identity of Nebraska yeah. football with mm-hmm. this new mm-hmm. coaching staff. Yeah. Specifically, like, the defense is still the same. Yeah. Like, sure. That's what's cool. But it feels like we just kind of took the blueprint of the offense and just kind of crumpled it up, threw it away. Yeah. And now Kept we're just a few starting, things that you liked. Yeah, we're just, like, starting fresh. And it's almost like we just, like, went through the, like – uh, the rough draft. <laughs> We're taking yeah. everything we yeah. liked from the rough draft of Scott Frost's offense, and now just improving it and making the edits that's needed by bringing well, in this new coaching staff. <laughs> and I feel like we brought in like all these veteran coaches that are really well yeah. known. You know, with with what he brought from UCF. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like where they were guys like you know Verdusco and stuff. People are just like, who like who is this guy? You know, Chander yeah. pl- played out like yeah. he's doing great. But, you know, we, we brought in with Mickey Joseph and, and then, you know, the new offensive coordinator with Whipple and just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, I feel like it's just a whole completely different feel. And then if we're going to bring in all these, you know, veteran hype, highly recruited rated quarterbacks, like, it's just going to make that room look different. I don't know, man. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. The only thing I'm still a little nervous about is their offensive line. Yeah. But uh, even I, that's different, you know, I, with I, new I, coach. Oh, entirely. New coach on the offensive line as well. I think for me, the reason it feels most like a complete... Not restart, but kind of a, a gimme year. Not a gimme year either. I, it's hard. It feels like it's his first year coaching because, in a way, everything kind of resembles the way he came in. New AD coming in and saying, "I haven't been here for a very long time. I'm going to judge. Yep. I'm going to judge him based on this year." And I see progress from what I had seen in the past. I see a team that fights. I see a team that's mm-hmm. together. So it feels like it in that way. But also, I think the the reason it feels most like kind of a reboot year kind of a, a, a hard restart year for Scott, kind of a, a fresh start, is because all of the things that are changed, not all the things, the vast majority of things that are changing are the things that he built his identity on before coming yep. to Nebraska. Yeah. The entire offensive identity 
for Nebraska was supposed to be the fast Oregon high paced yep. build everything you know like we want to fly down the field we want to score 50 points a game and it hadn't happened and so for <laughs> for four years we moved the ball quickly just yeah. didn't score but we so, couldn't yeah. score we couldn't do those things and so it feels like he literally had to completely change all of that but we know things will continue to to kind of resemble how they had looked but almost all of it had to had to get restarted in order for him to keep his job yeah because you can't you can't continue to do the same thing over yeah. and over again and expect different results I'll, I'll be honest it surprises me i didn't know frost had it in him to be able to i'm not saying that he doesn't have any humility in him like i i really like the guy yeah. i really do but to be able just to kind of he was so honed in with that identity that he walked in with from his time at Oregon and yep. UCF that mm-hmm. I just didn't know if he had it in him to be able to do such a like a, a restart. To me, this shows his maturity as a yeah. and his growth and that the fact that he's not I never thought he was just here for himself, but he truly wants this, this thing to work, even if at the cost of his own philosophies. And I'm not saying like Whipple's not gonna come in and have some of his own you know, like Frost isn't going to have influence. Obviously, Frost is going to have influence on the offense. And Whipple even says as much. He's going to bring yeah. some of that in because he pretty much sense. has every playbook known to man in his at his disposal because of his, his, you know, experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, I... And that's I, natural. Yeah, for sure. And and so, I don't know, like, it's, it's just really interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited just to see this version of Scott Frost. Oh, well, I'm I, pumped. I'm pumped. And yeah. you know what? Maybe he, maybe it'll be a failure. I don't know, but at least he's trying it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, like he's not just sticking to the same thing, expecting it to win. Like to he, see. he yeah. tried that for a while. And even that he made some changes here and there, but like, it, it'll be really interesting to see the direction this goes and to really actually see Scott Frost's coaching chops. Cause I don't think we've ever really, we haven't really seen it very much. Uh, he's just yeah. had too much going on. So yeah. while we're on the talk of, of coaches, I just want to, Bring this up just to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, and this is no way a shot at any of these coaches. It's yeah. just more of a curiosity of like where they were at as a coach. So if you look at Ryan Held and you look at Greg Austin and the jobs that they've now accepted, mm-hmm. Ryan Held is the offensive coordinator and running game coordinator for North Alabama, yep. yeah. I believe, North yeah. Alabama. And Greg Austin got hired at FIU. Yeah. Um, those just like I just had some conversations with people that those aren't very like prestigious, prestigious. Yep. schools. And is that a little bit of a tell of where there were at as coaches? Like yep. maybe they really weren't ready for the Big Ten, but Scott yeah. was being loyal because and I understand this the position that Scott was in coming from an undefeated season. Like yeah. how do you not I'm give not those saying, guys a yeah, chance? Yeah, Frost didn't necessarily from his perspective, didn't necessarily make the bad the wrong call bringing right. those I guys in. Just, I understand why he did it. It didn't play out. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I don't blame but him. like when you look at that, does that also kind of make you wonder of like, man, how much did Scott Frost really have on his shoulders to like yeah. keep this thing somewhat oh, even yeah. competitive? Well, and look who he re- replaced it with, a coach from LSU, national yeah. champion LSU from a couple of years one ago. Of the best recruiters one, in the country. Okay. Um, uh, uh, offensive coordinator, one of the more respected offense coordinators from Pitt, yep, another power five who had top five offense in the country and, and, and a Heisman, ex- court, Heisman quarterback NFL, NFL experience, experience, like one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL for the past 10 years. Yeah, we, we took we took those guys that, I mean, the, you have to start somewhere. You can't always yeah. like say a bad a coach is bad because he wasn't at a big school. Like they, yeah. all coaches work their way up, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and I think Frost kind of thought that maybe, maybe he had a good staff. They were just a little under the radar, right? Uh-huh. But, yeah. You're seeing this play out as, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It is what it is. And the, what he's replacing them with are proven, veteran, well-respected guys. And I, I just can't help but think with a team that struggles to close out games, win games, has the talent just to can't come together as a team, 
you, this is what you have to do, right? Oh, you yeah. just change the whole landscape of the leadership of the coaching and put veteran guys in there that have proven to, to know how to win and start rebuilding these rooms around that type of culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I just can't. And the culture's can't, already there. Too. I can't help but think yeah, that's, that's going to work at least to some extent. And if, it, and if it doesn't, guess what? Like, Frost isn't the guy. You know what yeah. I mean? If he's doing these moves and it just... In in a, then this I'm year stumped. next then I'm then I'm stumped. And we but. go hire Zach Taylor and yeah. everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, just get Zach Taylor. <laughs> That's the rumor going around. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to look at teams like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson, who maybe not as much Clemson, who have a continual cycle of assistant coaches that come through their program, and no matter who's in there, the culture is so in stone and so ingrained in yeah. in the program that they can have a guy come in who who doesn't even you know doesn't do the same exact things but their their positions and their team are still excelling in those categories so i think nebraska could be that in the same way where scott has built the culture those coaches before no matter how the the position groups have played have ingrained the culture into those players that they're going to fight they're going to do what they can for their coach for their teammates and they're going to do well no if they weren't coached properly and they had bad technique and we lost games because of it, that's one thing. But yeah. they know they know what they need to do, For sure. and they have that in them, so they can bring in a coach like Donovan Royola, who hasn't hardly any college experience, but he can get that fire in them. Yeah. And he can teach them the right things from the NFL, and, yeah. and they can they can excel. So I'm excited to see some some stuff like that play For sure. out. And I think some of the players that we're getting from the transfer portal can really. Uh, can really come in, and because of that, because of the culture being ingrained in those rooms and in those players who are still on the team, these players can be plugged in, and they can if if it if they have it on their heart and in their mind, you know, in their hearts and in their minds. But if they have it <laughs> within their within their body, they can come and make an impact right away. So I think of guys like Chuba, who's Chubba, gonna, yeah. who's going to be well, talking quarterback specifically right away. Chuba, who's practically committed from what from well everything th- that didn't we're his hearing. dad just. He basically came out and said, like, Nebraska. Nebraska's the only visit he has planned. They're the top of the list. He just wants to get on campus when he can and talk to coaches and – I mean, they've talked to coaches. He's hopefully, when, to, it's he's not when it's nine degrees himself. outside. Yeah, like hopefully it is not today. when it's literally negative thirty wind chill on the top of the tallest hill <laughs> in Omaha. But I think Chuba could come in and he could make an immediate impact if if that if he's the guy. But he's probably not going to be. You know, he's not the guy that they're pinpointing as the starter sure. for this next year. But a guy like Casey Thompson from yeah. Texas who has played for the past couple of years has has a lot of football experience has a lot of experience he can come in and 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 take those other quarterbacks under his wing and be mentored by one of the best quarterback coaches i think look all things considered i think in the country and mark whipple and he can run that offense well so i don't know if casey thompson is is planning on coming to nebraska he we have the crystal ball there's a crystal ball for him there were a couple i think it's just one i'm I'm not sold yet because usually if you the way that I've seen crystal balls work is they usually come in waves. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's only just one right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like, hmm, interesting. Like, not to say that it couldn't happen, but I'm like, I'm not confident yet until I see a couple yeah. more crystal balls come in because they usually start coming in waves. Do you feel, do you feel of, of the quarterbacks that are rumored right now for Nebraska's uh, open quarterback, second quarterback position, assuming Chuba commits to Nebraska next week, whenever he is on his visit, mm-hmm. he would have to in order to start class mm-hmm. and be eligible. Yeah. Assuming Chuba stays. Um, do you like the quarterback from Missouri? I'm getting a lot of word from him as well on Twitter. Connor Bazalik, Bazalik or whatever. Connor Bazalik or Casey Thompson more. And then there was another one I think that was kind of being talked about. But yeah, I was looking at that statistically. They're pretty similar guys. They're not like 
pretty high touchdowns, not a ton of interceptions, not super low on interceptions. Uh, I think I, I probably would lean towards Casey Thompson a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, and he's also played for Texas and I hate Texas. I so I just, uh, <laughs> but man, it would feel, but good it'd be to great to flip somebody. Him. Oh yeah. It feels so good to watch him beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> but, um, I, I, for whatever reason, I just kind of feel like honestly, probably because I've watched a little bit more f- film on, on, on Casey Thompson than I yeah. had the other guy, but I looked at their statistics and they are similar. Like yeah. actually when I saw that, that stats from the guy from Missouri, I'm like, Oh man, that's actually pretty, he was pretty impressive statistically. Yeah. Yep. Like, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly even with both of them. Yeah. I don't know if I have a, a specific preference. I just was wondering if you guys had put more thought into one or the other. I, I, I like Casey. I think his veteran presence and just I watched all of the Red River rivalry last year when yeah. Texas was up by a million and, yeah. lost, and lost. Yeah. But he looked so good in that game. It yeah, was he, so cool he really him. it's fun to watch. He just kind of takes over the game. And that's and what he, you want. Man. He, looks he, just, a, he looks a lot like Adrian, but he yeah. doesn't have the. the uh, doesn't have the choke gene. Yeah. The, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Adrian's not clutch. Whoa, we've never talked about All this right, before. There's, there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, I think Casey looks to be. When you think next year, you have to win too. So it's yeah. like you need that guy who has experience. Mm-hmm. We're not in a build. We're like we're not. If we do well next year, then we can kind of think, okay, who's going to be who we're building for the future. Yeah. But right now, it's kind of like we need a guy who's going to just win the games that we need to win. Mm-hmm. And it it's a Super Bowl. Like Casey Thompson seems to be the guy who has the most experience. And I want a guy who can just get our playmakers the ball because I do trust that Mickey Joseph can develop develop our wideouts well enough that if we just get these guys, we have the talent there. And I just want to get them the ball and let them move in space. And so I just want a guy who has – I'm going to lean a little bit more towards a guy with a more accurate arm than a guy who's more threat in the run game just because mm-hmm. I want to get the playmakers the ball. I, I think, think they had uh, they too. had pretty sim- similar um, completion percentages and they were like the mid-60s, like low to mid-60s, I think, for mm-hmm. both of them, but, which is, I'm honestly, yeah. it's, that's pretty good for college. It, this so. actually brings me back to when we first got Scott Frost. I was actually on the, if you guys remember, Tristan Jebbia. Oh, yeah. I was a little bit on the Tristan Jebbia train because I thought that he had the better better accuracy and it could just get the ball to the playmakers better than Adrian Martinez. Yeah. And I just felt like we had the, like the Ty John Lindsay, like just those guys who like on paper look like they had a lot of talent. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm going back there again where I just want the guy to get the guy, our good guys the ball. Have you checked out how Tristan Jebbia has fared? He did. Oh, he actually started at... Oh, Oregon State for a little while. A little while. Yeah. A little. A while. little while. That's also, that's not so, at Oregon <laughs> State also, for a little while. Oregon State did not have the guys that Nebraska did. You know. I, I, yeah, because yeah, they all. I, no, yeah. you're right. Because they took them all. <laughs> Nebraska yeah. no longer had yeah, the players because Oregon State had. How did Avery Roberts say? Yeah, Avery Roberts good. is good. He's yeah. a defense. He, he, he would have done. Not saying that yeah. Tristan Jebbia was the guy, but yeah. I'm just saying I was leaning towards him just mm-hmm. because I knew that he was more of a passer than necessarily a runner. Yeah. And that's just what I like seeing is get our guys the ball. Yeah. I think regardless, Nebraska's doing the right thing, going after probably two quarterbacks. You know, they they take all, all of my criticism. I, I just called Scott. I was like, hey, man, you should probably hey man. get you should probably get two just <laughs> yeah, to be just, just to be fill sure. that room up. Fill them up. Make, their, make it be a true competition. He does. He does I know for a fact he's because he said it out loud to the, the press and whatnot, too. He, he wants five scholarship guys in that room at yep. all times, which feels good. I, I hope five scholarship guys are okay with 
competing against each other. Is so, that realistic we'll now in the transfer portal world? It's ideal, but I don't know if it's realistic. Yeah. But I, I think if you had some developmental player players, which we do, we have three Har- of them. Harbor, right? yeah. who's probably my favorite of all yeah. of them. We were talking yeah. before. Torres, you know, Torres. like with coming in, there's, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Am uh, I the only one that's kind of surprised that Smothers is still sticking around? Obviously. I mean, I get I, like how like he still <clears> has a prom- like opportunity to compete right now. To, he's to the play, only one. He's the but, only one on the team that's played right now. Yeah, yeah. he to I him just, like it's I'm, still. I'm the guy. Right yeah, now, he he knows that. Be thinking, and he showed enough to be like you can't just write him off. You know, yeah, what but I mean? it's just funny because so. no one talks about him as the guy though. Yeah, like yes, he has started. We're talking about him right now. Some others, you're the guy. Smothers, okay? you're the know, man. But like even right Beat now, these transfer Chris, Chris hates slogan Smothers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like him, but I'm just like no one talks about him as like the future. We think of Harburg, or we think of we need a transfer quarterback. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm just a little surprised that. He hasn't like we haven't heard. I'm I'm impressed by him. Yeah. By the fact that he's still staying here and competing. Yeah. When he is not the talk of mm-hmm. Nebraska's quarterback right yeah, now. For yeah, for sure. Can you explain sure. to us though why you hate him so much? Yeah. That's the right like, question. That's like why do you hate I'll, Logan Smothers? I'll, I'll so much? be Logan. Hey, hey, Chris, my name is Logan Smothers. I'm the court I'm I'm the quarterback that almost beat Iowa in his first start at Nebraska. Why do you hate me? Logan, I love you, but you also lost to Iowa. That's touche. <laughs> All right, I'm going well, to... Well played. I'm going to tra- transfer to Troy. I'll see yeah. you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go play no, I think Christian that, McCaffrey I, I at Rice. A lot. I'm just surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I like that they're going after these guys, though. Heard, I think the competition will be good. You heard, heard it here folk, yeah. first, folks. Drew Meyer is a Logan Smothers fan. He, he, he thinks Logan Smothers it is the It has to next. be Logan Smothers. It's the next Scott Frost. Oh. <laughs> He's... He's the he's the next Tommy. He's the Frazier. next head football coach at Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna like go straight to coaching. Just come straight to coaching. That's, uh, I I think of all of the <laughs> options of of players that we're bringing in though, I think I'm most excited about the offensive line transfer from Oklahoma State, which is also a weird transfer. Yeah, because he he said he was gonna transfer, was taking visits, played for Oklahoma in the. In the the whatever bowl game they were in the Sugar yeah. Bowl or something, and did he even play that much? He in played. It? Okay, yeah. he played. That was a strategic move from Mike Gundy, I believe. Yeah, because that just makes him look good for players who are interested sure. in coming to his yeah. program. Because he wasn't stingy of like, oh, you're going to transfer. All right, you're not going to play. Yeah. You're on this team. No, he played. Yeah. He same, like same, same like, thing with sure, the, same thing with the quarterback. From did he Florida. start? For I him too. I, don't, I can't I don't remember because he, he was a starter, and then he got hurt, right? And then he yeah. didn't play for a lot. But then I know he got some playing time Hunter later. An- Hunter Anthony. Hunter, Hunter name, Anthony. Right? Yep. Big guy, man. He's six seven, three twenty. Uh, that big. Yeah, let me, I have him. I thought it was like right six, here. he's six seven three oh, thirty. Oh my I thought he was six five. Yes, no. and he yeah, can I mean, do the splits. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. And he has long hair. Bring oh baby, bring him in. Yeah, I think I'm excited about him. He could play tackle or guard. He's played tackle or guard. Um, there's also, we added Kevin Williams, the transfer from uh, Northern Colorado. Yep. Northern Colorado. Yep. So. Yeah, I have it all pulled up, too. I can give us a little rundown. Hey, give me, the, give me the rundown. So, also, I'm sure we have some people that are interested of who left. So, let's start with who, yeah, who, who, left, left, who left Nebraska who left. and also kind of give who like where us. they landed, if they landed anywhere. Who are we sending hate mail to? So, um, Jackson Hanna. Linebacker. linebacker he of Alabama. He, he is gone. It doesn't. He hasn't landed anywhere. There's no predictions of where he's going to land, but he is out. Um, Marvin Scott, the third running back. Um, he is actually headed to FAU. FAU. He yeah. was from Florida. He's from Miami, so I, I, think. I think that's a good fit for him. Yeah, sure. Um, he, he's a little bowling ball. And Dude, when he was yeah. on the field, I actually liked him, and I think yeah. he's going to be really great for. Yeah, you were always a pretty big fan of his. Yeah, I, I just thought he was. Just one of those, like, gets you the extra yards yep. kind of guy. So he's headed to FAU. 
Um, <laughs> I guess we could talk about Fladarius Payne. He's back. His name in the transfer portal, but now he's back. He's back, baby. So he left He Nebraska. was one of those people that yeah. went to the portal but stayed. For, you know yeah, I mean? so Payne left Nebraska to come back to Nebraska. So Payne is still here at Nebraska. And then, of course, as we know, Adrian Martinez, he is now at Kansas State. Wildcats. And then Savion Morrison. We have two Kansas. Nebraska guys going to Kansas. And he's, yeah, so he's going to Kansas. Upgrade. Martinez, Kansas State. Savion Morris, Kansas. I think that seems to be working it's, it's out. It's Kansas, bro. Um, come on. Kansas. Weston Ryman. No idea. I actually don't know who he is, but he was an inside linebacker, I think. Huh. And he must have been a walk on. He must have been a walk on. And then um is it Jameen Graham? Yep. Oh yep. yeah. So yeah. he he's in the transfer the, yep. no landing spot for him. And then lastly we have Jimmy Fritchie. Uh, oh, also yeah. Nadab Joseph just also left the team. Nadab, Nadab Joseph just recently yeah, so. cornerback. So so those are the guys that have left the Nebraska program. Yeah. And then with coming in too, I know we'll get to those lists. I, I also Sean Callahan did report like it's pr- we're probably not done, um, even for people that have been reported. Oh, yeah, he he sure. did say that he expects a what he quoted as a major transfer addition as well. And what he this is what he hinted at that he is a very good addition. He's a player with proven power five stats, and he's not a quarterback, running back, or offensive lineman. So hmm. it to me that receiver? sounds like a deep. It sounds what? like a wide receiver or a D running, lineman. Running I, it's, back. He said no, no quarterback, no running back, or no offensive lineman. Oh, so I, it makes me pressure. think it's like a defensive lineman to me because like wide receiver I could see, but we've already had a few move, some movement there. I think we already have a solid room for yeah. getting the recruits that we D, got. Uh, D lineman don't the spot where I'm like, man, maybe, maybe that we we've already brought some into our secondary. Yeah, I could yeah. maybe see taking another like safety or something, but yeah, interesting. I yeah. think if we get a pass rusher, that would be the best. So, so wide receiver D lineman is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, if my money was on it, I would say D line right now. Yeah, but yeah. I say D line too. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But who knows? Like, uh, so that that's floating out there in the world. Another kicker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bringing our third punter kicker. I take a I take like a re, uh, return snapper. specialist. Yeah, that'd be great. We got an elite proven awesome. long snapper coming to Nebraska. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I would love it, but. Um, cool. One that's of the exciting. other intriguing uh, guys that's that's uh, made a commitment in the past couple weeks. Oh man, I gotta find his name. He is Mike Pauley, state champion quarterback in Kansas in the Kansas City area, football player of the year, coming to Nebraska on baseball scholarship. Interesting, but will also play um, quarterback for the football team. No way. So oh. he was. I mean, he's a, a really good baseball player. Probably gonna play uh, third base, first base, or corner outfield positions. Nice, but. He'll be on the he'll be on baseball scholarship until he or if he gets quarter uh, quarterback time for the football team, then he'll be on football scholarship. Interesting, but he'll be on the team, and he's talked. To, Mark Whipple's talked to him. He's talked to the coaching staff about coming and playing quarterback too, and he's good enough to obviously be the Max Preps football player of the year in, yeah. in all of Kansas <laughs> and Goodness. the best the best football player overall in the Kansas City area. Interesting. So that's, it's I mean Are you telling me he's the next Kyler Murray? I am. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Baseball word for word. Wow. But, and he's playing hey, football. That guy can sling so, it. So he's at least getting a shot. He doesn't have a scholarship for football already. Cool. I would I could imagine if he if he was pursuing full-time football, he could have a, a quarterback scholarship and also play baseball, but his priority right now is baseball. So interesting. not saying the next coming of Bubba Starling, but I'm just, I'm saying <laughs> now 
Which is cool. we love Bubba. He still has eligibility. Please come save us. But <laughs> <laughs> our savior. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I think all of these things considered makes uh, all of these things and a lot more makes the, the 2022 um, schedule a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Northwestern's hemorrhaging. They're losing players left and right. They're probably not going to be good again. But who knows? Every year that's yeah, like they're that, good. That game they're, makes me nervous they're, every they're year. The, it doesn't matter. They're the best team in the Big Ten, and then the next year they're they're trash. It's Last actually the minute trash. I feel good about that game is when it's like, yeah, we're going to lose that. So. But. If I had to, if I had to gun to my head right now, I bet we beat Northwestern. I think so too. Um, I bet we beat North Dakota. I bet we beat Georgia Southern. Who knows? Ooh. But then Oklahoma, everything that's going on with them, entirely new coaching staff, yep. players leaving left and right. Almost Not, beat them this year. Almost beat Should've them this beaten. year. Playing them at home this year. With we know what they're probably going to end up doing. We'll see how that plays out. I feel yeah. I feel better about the Oklahoma game. If we're three and zero with the momentum at home coming in this year, two home games already at that point, and we're three and zero. That's as many wins as we had last year. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about that Oklahoma game. And then we go to Rutgers. I, I feel yeah, Ru- game. dude. Rutgers is <laughs> they've been making some improvements. It's not, and it's at Rutgers. No I don't know. Uh, I think he's got another year. He's coming back. Okay, so we might play. That'd be kind of fun to play Nova. They're well coached over there, man. They play hard. So he lights us up. They do, and they and. But I I feel good about it. Shiano's got him going, but it's Rutgers. I feel I feel pretty good (laughs) at that point. You know, guys, we're getting excited here. Four and zero. Starting the year. Four and zero. Shoot. And then we have we have five and zero. Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, it'd be five yeah, and zero. Oh. Five, five, oh. five and zero. Oh. Five and zero oh with Rutgers. Five yeah. and zero, oh, baby. Five and zero oh with Rutgers, and then we play Indiana at home in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, they're bad. they're kind of a dumpster fire. They right were now. bad. They were really bad. This six and zero, oh ranked six, number one in the country. Six Here we and go. Oh, ranked number one in the country, <laughs> and going to Michigan. Who will not have Jim Harbaugh predicting yeah. it now? He's going to go. Be, he's going to go be the coach for the Raiders. Raiders. They're yeah. going to pay him boo yeah. crazy big boy big or, boy bucks. The Jags and he gets to or the coach Jags. I don't think he'll take that job. Or the Jags, but at that point we're 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 seven and zero. We we beat Michigan in the Big House. We're seven and zero. We're playing Minnesota at home. We're gonna lose by a million. Yeah. That's, just, that's just, how it, just how it has to play seven out. Seven to one. I know, but Minnesota's losing a lot of players too. They're losing running backs. Their best running backs gonna be coming off a yeah. devastating. They're just injury. rowing that boat, though, man. They are rowing that boat, and they'll probably beat. They us. play us like. I don't get it, but we, and then the, the, the final five games of the year are the ones that I'm interested in Minnesota, really interested final six games at Michigan, Minnesota at home at Wisconsin. And then we have two home games, which could define the entire season. Yeah. Purdue and Illinois, which those are huge games, which games. I heard too, that we might actually, they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. Trevor Alberts is trying to flip the Wisconsin Purdue because we already went to Wisconsin, Wisconsin last year yep. and mm-hmm. had Purdue at home. Yep. So, it's so like, they're trying to get those. Yeah. So why did it lay out this way? Anybody I know? don't know. I think uh, it was like one of those resets Sean of like, course. yeah, I think it was, <laughs> I don't know. That but rat. Oh, shiny. Oh, Sean. Cause I know they also last year, they flipped Minnesota and Iowa. We were, we yeah. were supposed to play yeah. Iowa after Michigan and then, then Minnesota on Black Friday for some godforsaken <laughs> reason. But I don't know, Sean. What are you doing, man? We play Iowa on Black Friday, and that's it. Period. Who do you hate more, Eichhorst or Smothers, Chris? Eichhorst, Eichhorst <laughs> or Gosh. How could you put those two I, names? Eichhorst, Smothers, or Satan? You're like Callahan, your choice. <laughs> 
More of a Callahan and Riley fan. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get out of here. I think I think all, uh, all things considered, though, we gave a brief overview. We're going undefeated next year, but I think it makes me feel which means we're going to win four games. It makes me. <laughs> it, it, it interests me a lot more to watch Nebraska football next year with all of the things that are going on. I think the vast majority of Husker Nation is is feeling the same things. They're excited. All of these things are cool, and it makes next year more fun if if we're able to get some more wins. And we could very easily start the year three and zero. Looking so. looking at our schedule if i were to tell you right now that we only win six games but we win our bowl game are you set like are you satisfied with that i'd be happy happy, which is sad but i i think i'd be happy we have to start showing the ability to win games that we're supposed to win and we just haven't done that yet and so like that would be it that would be trending the right direction even if we only get six out of that easy schedule i I think i'm happy i am i'm ecstatic (laughs) i'm ecstatic With the way that things have gone in the past years and my expectations going into this year, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I wouldn't say ecstatic for me, but I I would not. I would be more encouraged than I definitely am (laughs) coming off these last million years. Yeah. Do you think Scott has to win more than six to keep his job, or just six? I I think. I think it depends how he looks. Honestly, how does he look in those losses? No way. There's no way if he gets to a bowl game and wins the bowl game, he's getting fired. I would say there's very little way. I think there it could happen if it depends it how the product on the field. I think Trev Alberts knows football enough to know like, okay, is it is this gonna work? You know what I mean? I I think he just he knows the game enough. So I think it depends the product on the field, the management, how the staff changes are playing out, things like that. I think it's. Wins obviously are important, and it, it's the most important thing. But it's not the only factor. I don't think just why because if wins were the only factor, Frost would be gone already. If we start six and zero and then lose the last six games of the season, that's the only way yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah, see, and that that's part of those other things, but right? It's, it's so not just realistic. the win total. It's, I know it's not just the win total. It's some of those other factors yeah. with it. Like I said, if wins were the only reason, the only thing that mattered, Frost would no longer be the co- head coach of Nebraska. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I would tend to think if we make a bowl game, if we're showing those improvements. Like it's probably eighty-seven point five percent chance he stays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the, yeah. I think there's always that small percentage that he could go, depending on what Alberts is seeing beyond just the win total. So yeah, I would love to be have been on a fly on the wall when they when they had the contract meeting yeah. and, and discussed the cuts and discussed the 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 goals that have to be met in order to. I, I have a feeling people like. Albert's is, he's dude he's he's rocking his job and he does yeah, he, he plays the media well he's involved more than yeah, moose was and i get it they're awesome. just in different stages in their life yeah. and things like that i have a feeling he was a little bit more aggressive than they're letting on like he like oh, having yeah. some real conversations with frost saying like frost like you got to change this stuff yeah. you know what i mean you you have to make some coaching changes you need to get some big boys in here you need to etc etc i don't think it was just like it's hey do what you think's best i think there was some aggressive conversations well, happening you know you, like when you look at how drastically honestly how drastically things have changed just specifically on offense that that conversation had to have happened yeah it had to be hey man one you're probably doing too much yep you're you're not the head coach right now you're just not acting like the head coach you're yeah. acting like the offensive coordinator that also hangs out with the defense, you know? So that, that conversation probably had to have happened in order for the things to happen that, that are taking place, like bringing in Mark Whipple, who has five times the experience Scott Frost does. For sure. So, yeah, I think, I think it it was necessary for Scott. And I think super healthy for him. Cause when you looked at his press conference for the signing day, Oh, he looked 
like rejuvenated, rejuvenated, re-energized, yeah. like yeah. almost like there was a weight lifted off his shoulders a little bit. Yeah. It's cause yeah. he still had a job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree. And I think, you know, I, like as much as, even if they were like aggressive conversations, <laughs> um, I think Frost respects that type of thing mm-hmm. too. I don't think he's going to throw a fit. Like no. he's, he's, you know what I mean? He's a man. He's a dude. Yeah. So I think, I think it's good, man. I think I think those two are a good partnership with each other, uh, and yeah. they both love the program. They're both, you know what I mean. Like, yep. I think you could probably lean too much into that homegrown, you know, uh, former Husker thing, but I think in this case, it, it it's good. Yeah, so, I yeah. think maybe one of those conversations either had happened or needs to happen with Fred Hoiberg in the basketball team because oh, the way they played, the way they played the last game was incredible. They. Just couldn't close just it. Just couldn't close it. Couldn't hit a free throw oh. at the end. Couldn't hit one of two, two free throws at the I, end. Man, I will give Ohio State tons of credit. Like, they had a couple guys that just went off, and that block that they had at the yeah. very end where um, we drove the ball, missed a layup. He didn't even. A bunny. He, yeah, it's just a dude. He just missed a layup. <laughs> but then we, we uh, Walker got the rebound and was putting it back up, which was also an easy, and he for sure yeah. would have made that. Like, yeah. I feel, she just jumped up and dunked it. I but know. but I think he, it was, time was running out. I think he was just trying to get off. Yeah. And, but that. That guy from Ohio State just came in and blocked it at clutch time, and and I then they Ohio State That's goes in the do. overtime and just drains threes they like crazy. Miss. Yeah, they outscored us fifteen to seven in overtime. Yeah. But man, the way the team just fought and the the way it was distributed, yeah, I really loved how Kobe Webster plays Played great. with the team. Yeah, man. I agree. He's just yeah. Alonzo Verge is just a better. Pro- I mean, if you were to watch them both play, you'd probably say Alonzo Verge is a better basketball player. But yeah. Kobe Webster, man, he just he knows. Just, it just seems better with it him. It seems out there. so much more fluid, and he he's able to score when he needs to score. Yeah. But he dishes it out, and he gets people the ball that need to have the ball. Guys, CJ Wilcher was making threes, and yeah. it was, uh, he was unstoppable. And he was hitting Wa- him from the Derek Walker was had a great game. Derek like, Walker is the best player on the team. Yeah, he just. Man, I, he's the surprise of the team for yeah. me this year. Like he just, I liked him before, but big dude. Yeah, too. he's just he's not like the tallest guy, but yeah. he's just a big, strong, athletic and guy. He that was can, playing so yeah. much harder. He was he plays hard. Going That's after exactly rebounds, it. Yeah. he was he was just pushing people around to get to the ball. The team looked like they they knew that they could compete with a really really yeah. good team, one of the best teams in the Big Ten, if not the country, with one of the best freshmen in the country. Yeah. And they looked like they knew they could compete, and they went in and they just wanted to. Yep. And yep. so maybe that conversation, like, like they had with Frost, happened with Hoiberg. But I was encouraged, yeah. and it made me more excited to watch the rest of the season. We'll see if it continues yeah. tonight, or not tonight, maybe tomorrow night or tonight against Michigan State. I can't yeah. remember when you're it's listening to days. this, but um, we'll see if that trend continues. We might be getting Trey McGowan's back relatively soon oh nice we'll see how, yeah, how heard that end of january going. is in yeah. the, on the end, t- end on of the january table. but bryce played fantastic as well he had like yeah. 18 7 and 5 he looked incredible per usual hopefully please bryce stay next year but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out i'm i'm just much more encouraged by the way this last game yeah. played out and and with the the rest Speaking of, of encourage women's basketball, oh my gosh. they had their first loss, but Unstoppable. man, it, but then they went and just whooped Mich- number eight top, Michigan, top ten Michigan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, number eight Michigan, beat them by twenty one, I think, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, and man, we're not even ranked yet, right? No, no. it's sake. crazy, <laughs> guys. It blows it's, my mind. It's how are we? Not? It's yeah. we better we be ranked. We have after to be winning. after dominating a top ten team. Yeah, you have to be, and, and yeah, and I mean the loss we had wasn't a bad loss, uh, a bad loss, and then. Yeah, to have this many wins and then showing against a top ten team, like, come on! If they're not ranked, like, it's just a, it's a joke. It's just Don't like, I'm not on. even. It's already kind of shown itself to be a joke, but yeah. I mean, Jazz Shelley played fantastic from what from the highlights I've seen and our 
incredible freshman. On her first start, had a double double. Yeah, I think yeah. she went. What? She had twenty two points and twelve what, rebounds. What's, her, what's the coach's name? I'm blanking. Amy Williams. Yeah, shout, she, shout out. Amy man, Trent, that Trent girl. Amy she Williams. she can coach. She man. really can. Yeah. She she. Oh man, she is a she's a. You've seen the cycle of bringing in a new coach like to a T with her. Where last year they were good enough to beat four or five top top yeah. twenty five teams, but not good enough to make the tournament. Yeah. And then this year, I mean, yeah. Why? Why do they just not fall apart like every other sport for the? For yeah. The, yeah, like uh, the baseball, football, and basketball are like the same team, man. It's exactly. a different sport. And then yeah. women's volleyball, and now women's basketball. I like, know it's like all you the can women's even make, sports are incredible. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and shout out to bowling, coach right? Meeting. Bowling dominates. <laughs> women's, hey, wrestling that bad though. Fifteen million national I at, championships. I was at Costco a few weeks ago, and there was one of the Husker women's bowling players there. Oh, no Oh yeah, she had her like women's bowling shirt on and stuff. That's She's called, dope, man. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to like go. She had like it was like the national champs, and she for sure was on the team. It was oh, like yeah. it was their team stuff, and yeah. I'm just like, that's awesome that they get te- oh, that's team so bowling cool. stuff. Yeah, t- team stuff for bowl, uh, women's bowling. That's I love it. So yeah, dope, dude. She'd probably beat me to death in bowling. Yeah. but well, I mean. Hopefully the women's team can kind of <laughs> can rub off on the men's team and, yeah. and we can start winning games and closing out games. But we'll see how that plays out for the rest of this year. The basketball team has a very tough schedule coming up. I would really I would love to find a way for us to get to all to get to the spring game. We'll see how things plan out pan out with that. But that's what I'm most excited for next is start of baseball and the spring game. The yeah. basketball season's probably not going to end up making the tournament. Women's basketball is going to be great. They're going to be fun to watch for the rest of the year. National so. champs, probably. Probably probably win the national championship. Yeah. Pro- probably the same with baseball, and then with football, and then with basketball. And it's just a cycle. We just All we do is win. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the rest of this year. It's a great way to kick off this year, guys. I'm excited to, to continue to talk about sports with you guys and have James back next week. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. But we want to thank you guys for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you are enjoying this as much as we are. And next week's episode, we'll probably break down some of the new sporting events that have been taking, uh, taking place this week. Any new coaching changes, maybe adding a special teams coach, running backs coach. Transfer portal news. Transfer portal quarterbacks coming in. We, we talked about it a little bit. We'll break down that a little bit more in in detail and more than anything we just want to talk about what you guys want us to talk about so like chris said in the in the in the the episode a little bit earlier if you just respond to an email we'll we'll pay your tea time we'll we'll (laughs) go go golf in the spring we'll go golf in the spring all you got to do i know you're listening but we'll talk about those things check us out on spotify apple podcasts and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts also give us some good reviews and share it with your friends and family if you would follow us on twitter at big red rundown and send your comments and questions to big red rundown at gmail.com we will see you guys next time 